Wonderful friends, welcome to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A. This is a show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. My name is Will Moala. I'm the pastor of the Paravista Angola Seventh-day Adventist Churches in South Australia. Thanks for joining us today. This week, we are looking at the theme of Christmas. And so today, my Karis and I, we're attempting to answer the question, should I celebrate Christmas? Is Christmas pagan? Now, this type of topic comes up every every time this time of the year comes around, particularly for believers and how do we relate to this idea called Christmas. So that's our topic today. Should believers or should I celebrate Christmas? And what's actually the roots of Christmas? Is it actually pagan or not? And so today I'm so thankful and I thank God that I have my co-host in the studio with me today. Um, my good friend, uh, Joseph Matichic, Pastor Joseph, is the Secretary of the Adventist Churches in South Australia. Joseph, it's good to have you in the studio once again. Yeah, it's great to be here, Will, and uh, great to be together with you on yeah. Drive Time. Excellent. So this this week's theme, we're looking at Christmas and it's that time of the year and we want to explore that uh, theme for the rest of this week, uh, you and I and the rest of our team in the coming days. So yeah, that's the topic we're going to look at today. So I'm super looking forward to Joseph to... Um, to what you have to share with us and with our listeners today. So when I guess just the topic, you know, question off the top of my head, you know, it is a good time of the year, isn't it? It is because it's, yeah, what you find is a real sense, you know, wherever you go, there's a, yeah. uh, people are sort of getting into holiday mode. That's we'll, right. Um, uh, you'll have um, most of the schools will be, certainly will be closed. Pretty much there should be all, you know, so, yeah, you've got young people around. Um, yes, there's the additional rush and hustle and bustle, you know, perhaps increased um, uh, in, in the shopping centers, increased crowds as people are rushing to. Um, to get the, those gifts, and so it's probably a bit hectic uh, in in the shops, and not not everyone really appreciates or enjoys that that really. But um, uh, yeah, I've I've tended to over the years really sort of um, yeah. yeah kind of enjoy this time of the year because yeah. there is just a, a festive mood in the air. Um, people are uh, yeah, yeah. people are greeting you with with uh, wishes of you know Merry Christmas, have a good Christmas. Um, uh, yeah, strangers, yeah. Uh, acquaintances, work colleagues, neighbours. Um, the Christmas lights are up, yeah. um, right. and so there's there, there are decorations around. It's a uh, yeah, it is. It, it it's a it's a quite a busy festive time of the year. Yeah, and I, and I especially love Christmas as well, or this time of the year is because you know as pastors, that's when we typically take our our annual leave. We take a few weeks off. Yes, and um, I we you know I try to get back and see my folks back in Sydney, and mm. yeah, so it's a good time to see family, see people, you know, your loved ones, and yeah, just to relax and just get away from 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 your your normal surroundings with work and everything. So yeah, I and I think everybody looks forward to Christmas and um, just you know having a meal together with your family and your friends. And just to relax, you know, and so that's why we're looking at this yeah. theme. It's it is something that I think a lot of people do will, but uh, we, we didn't recognise even as people are, uh, you know, ch- tuning in today and listening um, th- to to be aware of the fact that um, it's not uh, 
it's not as probably as pleasant a time for e- absolutely everybody. Yeah. There are lonely people oh, there. Yeah, that's true. Uh, there are people who don't have family yes. or don't have family that are close or um, mm. where it's a time, it's it's a sad time of the year for, for some of them. So th- there's a variety yeah. the variety of experiences out there and uh, we yeah we, we feel that for you and um, pray that um, it, it, yeah you will have someone or have something that will come alongside you to, to help you during yeah. this time. Yeah, the, good point. Good point to mention there, um, Joseph. So, so that's what we're going to look at this week. Um, should we celebrate Christmas? And uh, is Christmas pagan? So, yeah, we're going to um, take a bit of a dive into that topic today. And so looking forward to our conversation uh, today, Joseph, and what we unpack. And super excited that our listeners are tuning in today as well. So we're going to... Um, we're going to go to our dry, uh, our World Watch segment, and so we like to share an article, see what's on the internet, things that are being talked about around this um, today. And so the article I want to share, Joseph, is um, actually from um, ninenews.com.au, and it's uh, I think it's a relevant, uh, rele- relevant article, particularly for parents out there, and yeah. you've got little kitties and you know, you know, kitties and presents and all that type of thing. And so the article I want to share, love to hear uh, some of your feedback, Joseph. Is mm. the, the article is entitled. Um, parents warned about potential harms of buying virtual reality gifts for children. Mm. Yeah. So, and, uh, so let me just read maybe a few lines and we can, you know, bounce some ideas. It says parents are being warned to do their research about the potential dangers of virtual reality gifts, such as headsets and, and haptic gloves, I think, before buying them for children ahead for, for Christmas. The eSafety Commissioner is warning the devices can expose children to visceral cyberbullying and abuse from strangers and is advising parents, read the government's eSafety gift guide before making any purchases. And then there's a quick quote here from the eSafety Commissioner, Julie Inman Grant. She said the following words, quote, Our research shows that around one in five young people surveyed who have engaged in immersive or metaverse environments have experienced something that made them feel unsafe, end of quote. And uh, just probably one more quote, and I'll hear a couple of your thoughts, Joseph. She goes on to say, immersive tech such as VR headsets and haptic technology drastically increases the realness of an online experience, making the impact of cyberbullying or abuse far more visceral. And then she goes on to say, on top of that, many of these worlds can enable your child to interact with total strangers in private spaces, so it's a it's a very um, very poignant um, thing to for her to say because you know today's technology, as you understand, Joseph, is just it's just so advanced. I know, I know yeah. from when, when I was younger, and obviously you know when you were younger too, that now we just don't know who they're interacting, mm. and I think it's just a broader spectrum of just the today's culture which we live where you know especially kids yeah heavily saturated with the internet video games you know cyber everything is online yeah so here's an article saying hey parents be careful when you're buying some of these um you know these virtual reality gifts for your kids because you could be opening the door to potential danger yeah yeah it's a whole new world yeah. Um, Will this is this whole issue of you know virtual reality and yeah. um, the whole online uh, content space. Now the online um, space has been with us now for a little while, uh, but yeah, the, the technology, virtual reality technology um, that 
particularly you know really young people are into and yeah well it may not necessarily always just be just be the young um yeah. the the um the virtual reality uh space is something that yeah you know, perhaps other people are, are into as well and yeah so it, it, yeah. it's a new thing and um it's interesting that there's this warning here from you know um from uh, a news source that you wouldn't kind of really think would be into necessarily being so so concerned about um these kind of now th- what I'm hearing here a bit of it is the potential for um, it says they're about for, for predators yeah um, to to come into come into the home um, yeah and um, to open up worlds that pr- it says they're to promote harmful ideas or gory gory content um, now look this is this is um, this is something that's relevant for for anything will yeah. not not just for virtual reality yeah it, it, it is um uh, it's an area that we would want to be be, be concerned about. As anyone who who's you know, who who cares for who they are, what they're like you know, for their for their minds and how their character is developed, um, you would be mindful of anything you watch, yeah, virtual or non-virtual. That's right. Uh, anything you read. Um, uh, the conversations you have, things, a- any kind of entertainment you're involved in, uh, w- what you what you eat or what you drink, uh, affects us yeah. all, right? And so you you would want want the best. And so I think this is the this is a general principle here. Um, as Christians, uh, as Bible believing Christians, we recognise that God created us, and that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. That um, yeah. our our it, you know our, our minds, we need to keep our minds sharp and focused and, and clear. Yep. And anything that we watch or participate or look into, that does shape our mind. That go you know does affect our minds. And same here with I guess these uh, virtual virtual reality. Um, Yep. But look, this is this is certainly a, a quite a quite a modern, uh, very modern space for 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 families, and uh, and it's interesting that there's this warning. As I said, um, we would um, we would think that you know perhaps on um, as Christians we we would want to highlight some of the dangers of these kinds of things from yeah. a from a Christian biblical point of view. Uh, yep. Uh, and yet here's a news article highlighting it, and um, yeah, yeah, so it's quite timely. Yeah. So there's a couple of things I like in the article. She talks about, you know, opening up your, you know, potential predators online. Um, but I like how she kind of gives some, a bit of practical advice. She says, um, she, in the article goes on to say she advises parents to read up on specific risks and safeguards of devices before buying them. She mm. quoted as she says, understand what parent, parental controls are built in. She said, for example, can you approve any app downloads or purchases? Can you view their friends? Can you control or restrict access to known and age-appropriate uh, players. Um, she goes on to say, uh, the article goes, Inman Grant said, parents should then continually monitor their child's online activities while they were using a device. Uh, regularly review the settings and landscapes your child is playing in to make sure they are age-appropriate and safe. Have them use their devices in open areas of the home and supervise what mm. they're doing. So she's got some pretty good practical sound, logical advice, but... Um, but that's the world we're living in, isn't it? That um, all, it, all kids have got, you know, some type of electronic device. Exactly. And you know, it's you know. Now, to be fair, it's, it's you know, it can be a, an uphill battle, if especially mm. when you know they're getting a bit older and they're a bit more freedom. They got social media accounts and all that type of thing. 
But I think just as you said, just as if we're, if we're parents, just instilling them, Hey, just be careful. Hey, you know, are you, you know, like just keeping the conversation open. Yeah. Cause I yeah. think like sometimes like, you know, when you see these, I mean, I'm going to an extreme when you see, you know, like for instance, what's going on in the States with these, um, you know, these, 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 uh, school shootings and, you mm. know, these really, really sad events that are occurring. Yeah. A lot of times, look, I'm not an expert in the matter, but it seems like the individual gets very, it's a very, uh, virtual. It's a very, and they, they, yeah, a lot of the stuff they do is through media, through yeah. their social accounts, things they're posting. And, and I remember watching one about one guy, you know, forgot the, I mean, just recently. And uh, he was literally posting what he was going to do mm. before he actually did it. And he mm. feel like he was almost bragging about it. Mm. And so, you know, I feel for the authorities where they're, you know, some some parents are blaming, you know, like, why didn't anyone take notice of it? But you yeah. got to understand there's millions and millions of people using the social media. You can't really just, um, you know, police every, you know, everything everyone's doing. Yeah. So I think... Just as parents, just to, like you're saying, you're bringing out those biblical principles of, um, you know, just, just being open and aware that, hey, the things you're buying, just, just make sure that it's, you're keeping children safe, mm. you know, essentially. I mean, you want them to have fun. You want them to relax a little. You don't want to kind of just, you know, take everything away from them, like, cause they've got to learn as well. They've got to learn, uh, temperance as well. Like, you know, like you're not going to play video games all day, but, you know, you got to be a bit of a common sense approach, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. It, it, that's true, Will, because um, what we need to be mindful here, I guess, are a few things. Number one, uh, these, these virtual gaming, whatever, it's not the real world. That's yeah. not reality. Yes. So there's a, there's a general caution that needs to be, that needs to be kept in mind. Yeah. This, this virtual stuff, it's not real. Yeah, yep. It's not real. And um, a lot of what's portrayed through, whether it be through that or through um, even, not just online, but even what we watch is not reality. A lot of, you know, a lot of the media, um, well, sorry, I should say a lot, lot of movies and film, film depictions, you know, it, it's acting. It's not, not true reality. Yeah. Yeah. And so we need to be, need, need to be aware of that. It doesn't, doesn't always pit, depict every aspect of a balanced uh, balanced yep. life and balanced perspective the other thing is that these do these these um the whole uh social media platform and uh, the online gaming and virtual reality these these things can become addictive yeah absolutely yep and um and particularly for yeah, the screen time um, it, it, I mean, and we're not here to to elaborate further on this. I know we need to move on, but I just wanted to, I guess, highlight the fact that um, they are they're, they're becoming addictive, and it's becoming a real, real challenge for our whole generation. And yeah, we we can't ignore it, but we need to address it in holistic ways, and we need to look for ways that we can engage people so that they are uh, f- finding engagement outside of screen time. That's yeah. that's the important yeah. thing. Something more yeah. holistic, wholesome, uh, outdoors, physical activities, face to face with people. That's that's where real life is. Yeah. So yeah, just wanted to share that article with our listeners out. Yeah, parents, just be mindful that when you're when you're going up and down those shopping aisles and you're thinking of a gift for your children or your nephews and nieces, you know there is. Just be mindful of, of what you're purchasing and uh, especially for parents just to 
just to keep those communications open with your kids because mm. you never know who they could be interacting with and what they're doing online. So that's the, just the world we live in. So, so yeah, we, we're going to switch gears now. We're going to go to our book offer mm. and uh, before we go to our song. So for the theme for, for Christmas week, we are promoting this book called Who is Jesus? And the author is Sarah Jarvis. And all the army, and the blurb here says, all the armies that ever marched and all the navies that were ever built, all the parliaments that ever sat, and all the kings that ever reigned put together have not affected the life of man as powerfully as Jesus Christ. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that yeah. sentiment. And so if you would like a free copy of this book, it's only a small pocketbook, and we'd love for you to grab a free copy off us, why don't you text us the code, which is SA86, to a uh, number here in the studio, 04888-80811. And uh, a friendly bot will get in touch with you, get your details, and we'll get that book out to you as soon as possible. So once again, the free book offer is Who is Jesus by Sarah Jarvis. And we'd love to give that to you as our free gift to you. If you'd like a free copy, text the code word SA86. That's oh, Sorry, not SA86, not SAA6. <laughs> so here we go, SA86. No space between SA86 to 04888-80811, and we will get that book out to you as soon as possible. Please don't go away. We'll be back with a bit more in a few moments. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time, big Q&A. Right. 
the mile load of guilt and a heavy weight of shame. How we heal the broken hearted, calm the angry sea, blessing little children as the elder close. He opened up the blind man's eye, set the prisoners free, shackled by. was Grego Pelé with the song He Came Like a Baby. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time. Big Q&A. If you've just joined us, we are looking at the theme of Christmas this week. And today, our topic is, should I celebrate Christmas? Is Christmas pagan? And so, uh, we are looking at that topic today, and I've got my co-host in the studio with me, Pastor Joseph Matichich, who's the Secretary of the Adventist Churches here in South Australia. So, Pastor Joseph... Um, considering it's Christmas week, we're in that festive season, and it's that time of the year where some of these questions are being asked. Maybe there's some listeners out there who are Christians, they're believers, and maybe they've got friends and, and family that be asking them about this idea of Christmas. Mm. They probably see it online. There's articles. This comes around uh, this time of the year. So, Pastor Joseph, um, walk us through um, this topic about Christmas should we celebrate it? And yeah, maybe a bit of background about the, the history of it. Does it really come from pagan sources? Mm. So yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Thank you, Will. Yeah, it's good to be able to explore this together because, um, it is, it is important to, and, um, and there's, there's a number of ways we can approach this and, and understand this. So hopefully by the end of our show, Will, we will, um, have landed on something that has been a real, uh, a real benefit, um, to, to, to our listeners yeah. out there. Now, let me say at the very outset that, um, Christmas is, um, the idea of it, there's been, um, lately a little bit of, um, Pushback to even the idea. People are saying that possibly politically incorrect. Yeah. Because generally, um, Christmas it has been associated as a religious thing, isn't it? Yeah. And Christian. And so some, some are people of the opinion, well, what about other faiths? Yeah. You know, why do we have Christmas? And are we by Talking yeah, about Christmas and celebrating Christmas, are we actually exclude, are we excluding, excluding other faiths? Yeah, excluding other faiths, uh, other festivals, other other celebrations. So, look, I, I I don't I don't really subscribe to that. Will really personally? Yeah. Yep. Uh, for the simple fact that uh, I believe that we are um, based on, if I would put it this way, as a you know, Judeo Christian values. Uh, in other words, our society. Um, and our culture essentially has come from um, that uh, that heritage, yeah. um, and um, and so I, I think it's just it's just another example of of yeah. political incorrectness yeah, exactly. sort of go, going too far. And yeah. um, sometimes this comes up. Um, there, there's been at times reports where. In 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 schools, in certain schools, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, they they feel, hey, no, this is yeah, this is not right. That this is you know, we, we need to do away with a, a Christmas nativity program, for example, or singing of carols because um, they are religious. Yeah, 
um, and uh, that could offend some people who are, who are not, you know, not, yeah. not, not, not of a Christian background. Yeah. We're singing songs about the birth of Jesus, etc. Oh, look, I, I think, you know, that's just uh, a lot of uh, people just yeah. getting a bit too hot under the collar for something that's not that significant. Yeah. What, what I do recognize, though, Will, more and more is, you know, with the whole, uh, Christmas celebrations uh, around our country, yep. there is less and less of the um, the biblical story in it. Yeah, I mean, you, um, th- for instance, you you go to some Christmas programs, um, Christmas pageants, for example. What are they about? Well, they're all about um, uh, reindeers and. Santa Claus, or, you know, Father Christmas, decorations, yep. um, and uh, you look at sometimes some, um, some Christmas de- you know, setups where they are. Um, I, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Um, yes, there, there will be a manger in, in, in a lot of those places, but you know what? You've, you've kind of got to really look for the manger. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's obscure. It's small. It's it's overshadowed. Can I say overshadowed by all the other stuff that that's there? Yeah, that to me, I think, is probably a little bit more more significant, more sadder. Yeah, you know, it's yet another evidence of the fact that um, um, we're losing our Christian Christian base and yeah. our Christian bases. As as someone sort of once put it, you can have the donkey, you can have the sheep, you can have the camels, you can have the wise men, you can, but you can't have Mary, Joseph, and Jesus. Yeah, I see that as pushing pushing religion. I was I was at the shopping center this week, and um, you know, I was walking around with my little three year old. Okay, yes, and um, we could see you know Santa was sitting there, <laughs> and he was getting you know all these lines of kids getting what, fo- getting their photo, photo with him. And, yes, um, yes, it was interesting. I was having a conversation with my wife actually about it. And I said, kind of like just threw it out there. Well, what do you think? And and she was very. I mean, this is a, I'm not saying this is what listeners need to do, but she was very dead against it. Yeah. She said, no, we're not going to do that. And um, not that I was pushing it. I mean, it was just like me personally, it wasn't something I was, I wouldn't mind doing it, like, but it wasn't something I was going to. To me, it's just like part of the, it's a cultural thing. It's not like we believe in Santa or anything, but yeah, yeah there are other listeners who are very much would just steer away from it, but, but just interesting to hear my wife just was very, because she, she told me herself, and it's just her own experience. She said, I, we didn't grow up celebrating Christmas. Yeah. So I'm probably, probably throwing it out there already, but for my wife who grew up a Christian within the Adventist church, she, she was, it, it was almost like foreign to her. Mm. And that would be that would be the true for a number of people actually. Yeah. Will um, there are there are cultures actually? You know, pers- you know, my own family background are uh, Eastern European, right? Right. Uh, my parents were were both born in, um, in what was then the former Yugoslavia, right? Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, Christmas. Yeah, oh, I didn't as a little child. I never grew up with Christmas at all. And um, and then they also had. Um, I had a bit of a background where where um, others were from a you know, from a Catholic uh, persuasion, yeah. and um, it was seen as quite a Catholic thing, and so there, yeah, there, yeah. there was a, a resistance to to anything to do with Christmas because it was seen as as a it's Catholic, a, yeah, yeah. So there, there there was that at, um, aspect to it, and you know I've known others too similar to me who, for whom you know, Christmas was just an yeah not not an event for yeah. for various reasons. So you're right, you're right, and I think. Um, 
when we uh, when we talk about this, um, there there is a couple of extremes that um, to how um, you know, Christians regard and relate relate right. to Christmas. And one extreme is is to to get up to get sorry to get caught up with a whole. Um, uh, way that our society now is pretty much um, yeah. c- celebrating the, the, the Christmas season. You know, the whole um, emphasis on um, gifts and decorations, you know, reindeers, um, s- emphasis on Santa Claus, and the whole secular um, trappings of, of, of Christmas, you know, to, to really just, just get caught up with, uh, in, yeah. in all of that. I think that's, that's, that's an extreme. Right, um, but then the other extreme is to um, uh, is to have nothing to do with Christmas t- um, because it's um, you know to, to you know to be coming from the perspective. Well, it, it's a it's it's um, it's a pagan thing. Now we'll touch on that in just a moment. Yeah, it's a pagan thing. You know, it's not really the birth of Jesus that day, and so they you know they don't want anything to do with it. I, I think neither extreme is helpful. Will. Right. Neither extreme is helpful, and um, and here's why. So let's look at a few facts together, can we? Um, first of all, well, where did Christmas come from? Uh, in order to understand how to relate to it, it's a good idea to know something something about it. The date is actually connected with the winter solstice. Now that's right. this is now in the northern hemisphere. You know, we're here in the southern hemisphere, um, and it's not. Yeah, we, we 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 need to be aware that this is we're talking about the northern hemisphere. Um, the northern hemisphere around this time of the year, you're approaching the 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 longest night of the year and the shortest day. Right. And then finally, it reaches a point where uh, you begin that to, where the day starts to get starts to get longer. Yep. Okay. Now the 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 winter solstice. Is is actually December twenty one, right? Around December twenty one is considered the, the winter solstice, and so it starts to uh, t- to turn from uh, fr- from there, um, and certainly particularly by by December twenty five. So that, that, there's, there's just a, um, an interesting thing here. Now a little bit further on this, uh, many religions of the world base their religion on sun worship, right? Um, and uh, we think of you know uh, ancient Babylonians, particularly the, particularly the ancient Egyptians, right. uh, uh, even the Romans. Um, it was all based on sun worship. The, you know, the, the sun was seen, you know, as, as a significant god, and you know, for, for the ancients, that that you can understand, it was, it was constant. Um, it was a, a source of heat and and yep. light and everything yep. else, and so it was, yeah, really, really venerated. And in addition to that, the ancient Babylonians, the Egyptians, the Persians, the Romans, they all had their gods in their mythology, and you know, the gods and goddesses. And here's the point: um, their gods. Or goddesses gave birth that they believe they gave birth to the sun around the 25th of December. Wow, very interesting. Okay, so you see here we're talking about the birth of the god December 25. Um, what do we generally say Christmas? Yeah, is yeah that Jesus was born the birth, on the 25th birth of, of December, the son of God, right? Yeah, um. So now, just just some other uh, bit of facts here. Actually, centuries before the birth of Jesus, early Europeans celebrated light and birth and the darkest days of winter. Many people rejoiced 
during the winter solstice when the worst of winter was behind them and they look and they could look forward to longer days and extended hours of sunlight okay you know, we're talking about the northern hemisphere right yep um as i said a bit earlier the shortest days uh, of the year would, would come down to about december 21 and the days begin to get longer about the 25th right and so what you're finding is that's when uh, the sun is, uh, you know, for these pagan cultures, yeah. uh, they had celebrations around this time of the year because, for one thing, people were inside. The herds, they would often slaughter animals that they wouldn't want to feed through the winter because there wasn't very much feed, etc. Um and almost, so, almost like a like when we celebrate in some ways, first day of spring. It's like a yeah. a new season. Yeah. So like you're saying, twenty fifth, the days were getting longer. It was almost like a celebration of almost like the cycle of the sun in some ways. Exactly like right. The days, you know, kind of like when we change, you know, the what do you would call it when we um when we change our clocks back an oh, hour okay. or daylight saving. Yeah, daylight saving. Way, it's yeah. kind of like yep. a like a transition yep. type of thing, and. You know, for us, it's just a, it's just a kind of a mechanical, it's just an arbitrary thing. But, Will, what we need to understand here, for, uh, for many people, ancient people, okay, uh, we've got to recognize the sun, well, it was a god, right? So they, they, they venerated it, they, they worshipped it, they, they, they revered it, right? It was significant. And so it's almost like the sun had kind of gone uh, during, you know, the midst of winter, and then it starts right, to right, emerge. Yes. And so they go, whoa, this is, this is significant. We want to acknowledge, we, we, we celebrate, we worship this, uh, w- what's occurring. And that coincided with December 25. So, yes, this, this is some of the uh, pagan background to, to, this, to this day. That's, you know. Um, now, a little bit further to this, the Romans, for instance, had something called Saturnalia. This was a festivity where they would have a feast, and it was usually around the 17th of December, and 12 days later, it was capped off when they would worship Mithra, the god of the unconquerable sun. Right. S-O-N. Have you heard of the 12 days of Christmas? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. you know what you know what we're talking about here. So you're seeing some similarities here, yeah. aren't you? Uh, then there's the um, there's a bit about what we could talk about. Um, well, the whole idea of Christmas trees. Well, that's because um, those involved in sun worship noticed that evergreens never lost their leaves, especially in countries that you know where they grow, Scandinavia, Norway, Germany, etc. And they would they would decorate these the, these trees. And so what you're finding here is these mm, were a symbol yeah. of of you know of on, of ongoing life. And um and so that's part of the uh, background to, to Christmas trees. Right. Now um some people say hey we, we you know what about the whole idea of Christmas? Doesn't that come from Christ Mass? And aren't we recognizing the Roman Catholic Mass every time we say it? Well, the thing about it this way, uh, when we say Monday, you know, for yeah, the day of the week, yeah. where does that come from? Well, it's it's the it's actually comes from Moon Day. Um, how many of us give up using the word simply because it actually is based on a yeah. you know a Roman god? Uh, same with the month of August. Where does that come from? Yeah, comes from Augustus Caesar, the Rome, the, you know, the Roman. Same with Ju- July, Ju- Julia, Julius Caesar. So, you know, we, we use terms that and just in some be- ways were pagan origin, correct? But, but because we use them today, doesn't mean that necessarily that we are uh, venerating or worshiping some some pagan entity. We need to be intelligent about what a word 
may have originally meant where it came from and what it actually means and look at it in look at it in its in its context yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so um, yeah sort of I guess to sort of summarise that the, the pagan side of the origins of December 25 many ancient people believed that the sun was a god and the winter came every year because the sun god had become sick and weak and they celebrated uh, the re-emergence of the sun, if you like, the solstice, because it meant that at last the sun god would begin to get get well. And the evergreen trees reminded them of all the green plants that would grow again when the sun god was strong and the winter uh, uh, w- would return, right? Right. Now, um, what about the whole idea of Christmas and, you know, I guess, you know, in, in Christianity, in the church, and December 25, etc.? Well, um, well, I found this kind of interesting. In the early church, in the early church, it wasn't Christmas that was the big celebration. It it was Easter. Okay, Easter. Now, um, now Easter itself also has, has pagan origins. Pagan origins. Yeah. We don't need to go into it today, um, but certainly Easter was was a significant one um, where we kind of are celebrating the um, uh, the the death of Jesus. Now. What's what's more interesting is that um, it was about, it was in the fourth century the church officials decided to institute the birth of Jesus as a holiday. Okay. In three hundred and fifty six A.D., Pope Julius the first chose December twenty five. Okay. So that's where I guess bridging it to Christianity. Yeah, that's it right. It was an edict of the Pope. That's right. Wow, okay. He chose December 25 in an effort to eclipse the traditions of the of the pagan Romans. In other words, he's trying to get the Ro- you know, the pagans to 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 to, to join the church. Um in other words, you know, you you, you think of it, look at it like this. You had the the um uh, you know, the pagans having their their day. Their yeah. day in sun god. And then the church saying, well, we, we have also a God. Um, why don't we actually combine, you know, and I'm using this yeah. term loosely, combine or come up you know, with the same day. Uh, you guys have it for the Son God. Well, it's actually, you know, there is you know, the Son of God, S-O-N, the Son of God. Let's celebrate his birth at this time and have this festival. And perhaps perhaps these, you know, it was a way yeah. of, of like yep. Christianizing, yep. baptizing the you know, the pagan right. the pagan celebration okay. I, with the I, I view to that. try to make Christian make make the church look a bit more attractive right. to to the people, and that's part of the uh, the rationale behind Pope Julius uh, choosing December twenty five. Um, so, in some ways, it, it sounds like it was had good intentions. I mean, if I'm reading it, yeah. But then, are they really? trying to win the pagans or they're just I guess in some ways it sounds to me like they didn't want to lose the they didn't want to lose they didn't want to lose face with the current culture of their day which mm. was worshipping you know the sun and all these different gods that they were attributing to so rather than do away with it and kind of say no that's that's pagan that is false that is not true religion according to the bible they basically just use their terminology in their day, but just Attribute. gave it another meaning. Uh, that's right. That's right. Almost. And, and, and so, um, and look, you know, I, we, we can go on more about this, but I, I know we'll, you know, we, we want to sort yeah. of look at um, how should we actually respond to this, and that's that's what I want to, uh, uh, yeah, that, that's what I want to come to um, 
in, in just a moment. But, um, you know, Santa Claus, where, where's all that come from? Well, you know, um, supposedly the legend of Santa Claus can be traced back to someone called Saint Nicholas. Right. Um, born somewhere around 280 AD. Um, in what's now modern-day Turkey. According to legend, St. Nicholas uh, became the subject of many legends, gave away all of inherited wealth and travelled the countryside helping the poor. You know, so this is this is some of the idea of where, where it originated from, St. Nicholas. And, and then um, in some languages, uh, for instance, in the Dutch, it's Sinterklaas, you know, um, and so it, you get the idea of it sounds like Santa, Santa Claus. Um more recently, you know, right down, you know, the 1800s or so, you know, there have been um, stories, poems um, that have been sort of um, used, that, that have actually generated, you know, um, a bit of the, the background to what we nowadays have. You know, for instance, in 1822, there was a an Episcopal minister who wrote a long Christmas poem for his three daughters. You know what the first lines were? "Twas the night before Christmas, you know. And so, you know, right. that's yeah, that, that's some of the, the origin. Charles Dickens, of course, popularised the whole thing through um, his, you know, his writing of A Christmas Carol. Um, and, um, and then um, in the 1930s, um, there was a, uh, the founder of the May Store, who's involved in Montgomery Ward, he wrote a Christmas-themed story called Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. It became oh, a be- okay. best, best-selling Not book. Right. And so, you know, so we got these, yeah. Anyway, I think it's probably cl- given our listeners a bit of an overview of, you know, some of the, the ancient origins and some of the ways that the date came up with and, um, and of course, um, uh, some of the other traditions that, that we have, some of the traditions that we have nowadays. All right. Wow, Joseph, thank you for really a bit of a sweep of history there. <laughs> um, kind of um, unpacking this idea of the roots of pag- of Christianity, uh, I guess, as it relates to Christmas. So thank you. I hope you're listening. Our listeners are enjoying uh, what we've been sharing today. Hey, we're going to go to a break, but before we do, we just want to uh, promote our free book offer one more time in our show today. The book that we are offering to you is the book, Who is Jesus? That's the title of the book, Who is Jesus? And is written by Sarah Jarvis. And, uh, we would love for you to uh, receive a free copy of this book. So if you'd like a free copy, please text us here in the studio to, with the code word SA86. So that's all one word. SA86 to 04888-80811. And then we will, uh, friendly bot will get in touch with you and get your details and we'll get that book out to you as soon as possible. So one more time, the code word for the book, Who is Jesus? You'd like a free copy, please text SA86 to 04888-80811 and uh, we'll get that, that book out to you as soon as we can. Please don't go away. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A.
was Song of the Lamb by Marsha Williams. Welcome back. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time. We're right at the end of our show. We have a few minutes remaining. If you just tuned in, it's Pastor Will here and Pastor Joseph, Secretary of the Adventist Churches in South Australia. Our theme for this whole week is the theme on Christmas. And we've been looking at the question today, should I or should we celebrate Christmas Christmas and is Christmas pagan? And so, Pastor Joseph, why don't you take us through to the end of the, the show today? I know you looked at historically the, some of the roots of, of Christmas, um, but I know you want to kind of touch on the idea of when Jesus was born. And uh, so, yeah, take us through that. So, in answer to these questions that we're, we're looking at today, is Christmas pagan? The answer is, it certainly does have elements of it that were of pagan origin. Yeah. It certainly has that's, elements that are fictional, right? That's correct. That, 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 there's no, there's no doubt yep. about that. Yep. Um, now, um, how Christmas is celebrated these days, we would have to say, has come a long, long way from some of those um, those early early days, and yep. it has completely different connotations uh, for, for for many people these days. These days, it is very much a totally secular festivity. A time of uh, getting together with family, buying gifts, yep. and that's and and having perhaps a great meal, lots of food, and a holiday. That's really the extent. Let's, let's, let's be honest. Yep. Let, 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 let's be clear. Um, so, does it have? Is it pagan? Well, as we're saying, it is, has come from some some pagan pagan origins. Now, um, the other aspect to it, um, should we be celebrating it? Related to that is the whole idea. Well, is is this? Celebrating the birth of Jesus. Is this the time when Jesus was born? Well, I think pretty much everybody acknowledges and knows that December 25 is not the birth date of Jesus. Right, correct. Okay? Uh, it's not. When was Jesus born? We don't exactly have a date. We right. simply don't. There, there is nowhere uh, a clear at all a record of an exact date. But what we what we can be very clear on is it definitely wasn't December twenty five, and it even wasn't around that time of the right. year. Will yep. how do we know that? Very quickly, like this: Jesus' um, ministry, his actual ministry, we know was three and a half years, and, a half and, years, and we yeah. know that pretty accurately. His his public ministry began. Um, the Bible tells us, and it says this over in Luke chapter 3. You can read it there. Luke chapter 3 from verses 21 through onwards to 25 to 30. It describes there the, the baptism of Jesus. What's the significance of the baptism of Jesus? The significance is that with his baptism is he began his ministry, and the Bible says that he began it when he was about the age of 30. 30. Now, yep. that's no coincidence because um, Jewish priests would begin work at the age Same of age. 30. That's correct. If Jesus' ministry was three and a half years, we know, though, quite well when he died. He died at the time of the Passover. And the time of the Passover, Will, equates to our time of March, April of our year. Right. Okay? So if he died, if it was three and a half years, to calculate then his birth... You work back from then. You work back from that. And if it was March, April that he died, that means his birth will would have occurred around September, October. Again, we have no precise date other than to know for clear fact it was not December 25. Yep. Having said that, um, it, it again highlights for us we, we cannot prove uh, exactly when when he was when he was born. Uh, we do not do not have it now. Um, should we be celebrating? That's yeah. We spent 
heap in more than enough time now uh, exploring some of yeah. the historical background. But let's let's cut to you know, applying this and looking at yeah. it relevantly. How, how you know should 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 we should we celebrate it? Let me let me say that there are a lot of nice traditions, family traditions that may not be in the Bible, but that doesn't mean that they are necessarily wrong or evil. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, and so we need to we need to be wise. We need to be discerning. And will we also need to look for opportunities? Right. Why do I say that? Because we are living, and I've, I've mentioned this many times, more and more in a highly secularized nation, where God is out of the picture. You know, will as we come into yeah. Christmas, most people would have no, no inkling yeah. whatsoever about you know uh, the pagan <laughs> sun god, or nothing to do with that at all. Yeah. Right? All they're on about is getting gifts for their kids, <laughs> um, having a great Christmas turkey for lunch, or yeah. you know, uh, getting gathering around the swimming pool on Christmas Day, yeah. or visiting family, or going on holidays. That's it. What I'm trying to get at is the whole idea that 2,000 years ago, there was a baby that was born in a manger to a poor couple, and that baby was quite remarkably God himself who came in the flesh, who came down to this world, who became one of us will. Amen to that. The idea of that occurring, who, who, who came and was born as us, grew up, who lived, who lived a perfect life, and who, who came to give his life for all people. That, that That's. idea is foreign to so many people. Yeah. And more than that, they just ignore it and don't care. That, what I've just simply outlined there, is, is, is the greatest event in history. Mm. The coming of God as a human to this world to save us from our sins. Yep. Don't you think that that is what we would want people to discover? Now, Christmas is the one time of the year when most people at least have some openness to something religious like the year. Most yeah. people will have, you know, if we if we were to talk to most people, what's Christmas about? You know, generally that's the closer we get to where people would, would a lot would comment and say, oh, you know, isn't it celebrating the birth of Jesus? Um, and th- that would be the extent of it. Yeah. So we, this is the one opportunity we have, uh, uh, you know, one of the best opportunities we have where people are open to something. You know, you think of so many Christmas yeah. carols that, that, that talk about the birth of the newborn king, um, Emmanuel, yeah. God with us, yeah. all of these mm. Christian biblical themes that, that, are, that are part of the, the story of the coming of, of, of Jesus. So what I'm getting at is this is a time when we can help people understand the true story behind what we as Christians understand yep. as Christmas trying to represent, that is the birth of Jesus, pointing them to um, to the one who came 2,000 years ago and why why he came. I want to I um, uh, share a few pr- very practical things, Will, that I hope is yeah, going to be helpful as we, um, as we look towards winding up our, our show today. In answer to the question, how should I celebrate Christmas? Let me say this. Number one, number one, you use it 
use it as an opportunity to raise a spiritual discussion yeah. with people you come in contact with. You know, people are, you know, focused on Christmas and, you yeah. know, they might hear the carols. That's an opportunity to say, hey, have you ever wondered about th- this song that talks about the birth of a king? You know, who, yeah. who, who, who was this person? Why did he come? Uh, do, you could ask them, hey, do you know the story? Do you know yeah. how it occurred? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we can't even assume that that people, people a lot of people these days are familiar with um, the story of the shepherds, the story of um, the angel appearing yeah. to them, the story of Joseph and Mary, um, no no room, um, being sheltered in an animal shelter, their baby being born in a, in a feeding yeah. trough. Um, then later, wise men coming and bringing gifts. You know, most probably are, are, are totally oblivious yeah. to that. So use it as an opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. Second thing I'd say is this: at this Christmas time, you know, gifts, presents. The, you know, everyone's yeah. sharing all sorts of presents. You know what? I, I want to challenge people out there: is um, when you give a gift this Christmas, give a gift that's that's about the biblical story of the birth of Jesus. Wow. Maybe it's a DVD that, that's a yeah. that's a life of Jesus. Maybe it's a book about it. And contact us on Faith FM if you need one of those. Yes. Contact us, and we can we can get you yes. a resource that you can send out there. The third thing I'd say is. If you are an individual, plan to attend a a, a, a worship a Christmas service at, at, at your local church. And um, if you don't know where to go, contact us here on Faith FM. Yes, contact us here on Faith FM, and we'll put you in touch with a a local church that you you can go along to. And what's more, invite invite your friends. This is the one time where they'd be most open to attending a church. And a final thing I'd want to suggest. Use it as an opportunity. Look for an opportunity to go and get involved in helping people who might be homeless or or needy or lonely this Christmas. There are organisations, there are charities, there are events where people are pr- putting on a free meal or something. S- spend a few hours, go, volunteer your time on Christmas Day, yeah. and you will be an absolute blessing Beautiful. to so many other people. Well, Will, I, I trust that that's been of some helpful and, yeah. and, and benefit. Why don't we? Why don't we just uh, conclude with with yeah, a prayer as good. we approach this um, Christmas time, Father in heaven, Lord? We recognise that we're in a society that's completely lost sight of you. Mm. Um, Jesus and his birth and his purpose of coming is is just you know it's it's foreign to so many people. But at this time of the year, it's an opportunity for as people hear Christmas carols, songs, and um, other talk about the birth of a king that we can. We can use this as an opportunity. And Lord, I yes. pray, I really do pray that we will, we look to use this as an opportunity and, and that we will not ourselves get completely consumed by the whole consumeristic secular traditions of Christmas and, um, and the hustle and bustle and forget what it's really all about. Yeah. I pray that you bless each person out there and, help, and equip them, Lord, to be able to, uh, to be, provide a meaningful a gift to someone and a blessing to others who might be in need this Christmas is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Pastor Joseph, for sharing with our listeners today about this very relevant topic at this time of the year. Our time's up for today. Thank you for listening. Tomorrow's show, we've got Gary and Don. They'll be looking at the topic, Does the Old Testament Really Foretell Jesus Christ? So you don't want to miss uh, tomorrow's program. So we want to leave you, as we do always, with the words of Jesus Christ in the Gospel of John. He says these words to you and I today. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not 
be afraid. May God richly bless you. We'll see you next time.